0: Pinball lockdown extended through May. Special guest interview with Jack Guaneri. The shortest episode ever.
1: Hi, my name is Jonathan Houston. I'm the
0: editor of Pinball Magazine, and I'm here with Martin Ayer, the editor of Pinball News. And we're here to look back on the uh, the exciting and, uh, well, fractious month, I guess, of April. 2020, yes, and uh, well, yeah, I was going to ask you how, how things have been with you, Jonathan, oh, in this particularly weird um, world we're living in at the moment. Right, well, um, obviously we had, uh, well, first
1: we had the Texas Pinball Festival, and then followed by MGC, what a crazy period that was, I oh, mean, the amazing. road trip and everything, and then two fantastic
0: so shows in a fun. row, yeah, all the believable. people we ran into, and it's, yeah, quite a lot of the uh, the regulars seem to be missing, but uh, an awful lot of people turned up, so it was really heartening to see those two events being uh, being supported by so many locals. Yeah. So uh, no, it was uh, it was great. I'm, I'm still jet
1: lagged, and uh, we're already almost a month. Uh, I already, I'm already b- back
0: home for a month. So yeah, I'm still writing the reports, you know, and processing all the pictures. Got thousands and all the video. Oh my goodness, there's be so much to go through, but it'll be on the site soon. Don't you worry. Okay. Well, look forward to that. So, anyway, okay, so all joking aside,
1: yeah, it's (laughs) a. Yeah,
0: yeah, unfortunately we didn't get to do any of that. Uh, That's what we were all hoping to be doing, but uh, no, as we said last time, we didn't get to go. Um, but um yeah so i mean let's uh, just a, a little uh, catch up on on the situation where you are in uh, in the netherlands Jonathan. Right. What's the, uh, are, you, are you allowed out of the house or you can yes, you go bars to the the house it's a, a
1: sort of a semi lockdown all uh, bars cinemas restaurants and so on are closed um, we are allowed to to go out for uh, doing shopping and that kind of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Specifically, the um, uh, standard household grocery supermarkets are open, and um, since the number of uh, uh, infected people has been going down, um, the, the their, uh, um the 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 leash is less tight let's put it right
0: like that. got you. yeah
1: right so more shops are opening again and um, obviously uh, uh, quite a few smaller shops have become very inventive in figuring out ways how they can still Uh, run their business under the current circumstances. So, um, And uh, aside from, well, in all fairness, um, I was already working from home uh, uh, when I wasn't DJing. Well, the DJing, obviously, that's completely uh, uh, out the window at the moment. But um, as far as producing music and working on the magazine, I did that from home as well. And so for me, not much has changed. The rest of the world is staying at home. That's different, but
0: I was already staying at home. Right, okay. But no. Uh, as far as pinball goes, there's no bars or arcades or anything like that open at the moment no, where people can go no, and play. No social gatherings yeah. whatsoever. Uh, we have to stay uh,
1: one and a half meter apart from other people, which is like something like six feet or so. Yeah. And um, um, obviously I won't. I tried to do my shopping usually uh, I used to do that uh, every day and now I reduce that to uh, maybe two, three times a week and um, try to stay indoors as much as possible, just to make sure. Like, uh, because I'm still healthy and I'd like to stay that way.
0: Yeah, sure. And uh, there, are no, there are no pinball league meetings, no pinball tournaments. Not that I know of, no. the, um, the Dutch Pinball Masters, as we know, was cancelled. Um, and But but. You do have plans you know, looking forward towards the end of the year when uh, you got the big Dutch Pinball Open Expo show in, uh, in November? Yeah, which
1: so far has not been cancelled. Uh, but we're still keeping an eye on that. I'm involved in the organization. Uh, uh, we had a meeting this week and um, uh, there, there's a couple of scenarios because, um, well, first of all, uh, there's a date set and we reserve the uh, uh, location. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, scenario one could be that uh, everything goes ahead as planned scenario two could be that um, government tells us we're not allowed to do so uh, yeah. so it would get cancelled scenario three could be that the location um, might be um, uh having other customers, uh, let's say a a big car dealer or car car manufacturer who was supposed to do an event and wants to reschedule and he wants to do it on our date. And then if they bring in more money, then I guess um, Mm. the event will be held somewhere else or not. Right. yeah, so you're, so you're planning on all the options and/or working through the possibilities. Well, we're keeping in uh, we're keeping in mind that there are several scenarios that we might have to deal with. Yes, so okay, right. And how's the uh, situation in the uh, United Kingdom?
0: Well, we have a very similar um, sort of stay-at-home policy as you do. We're only supposed to go out for essential shopping um, and for exercise once a day. We're allowed to do that, and uh, also we can go to work if it's um, essential and we cannot possibly do it at home. On a, on a personal level, I'm, I'm spending nearly all my time working from home now. I'm quite fortunate in that I can do a lot of the stuff I need to do on my own pc and laptop in fact this laptop i'm using to talk to you on so that's quite good and i only generally have to go into work which is right in central london kind of maybe one one day a week at most um sometimes not even that so it's not so bad and um the roads are reasonably quiet although they have been getting a bit busier over the recent uh, days and weeks ever since when the lockdown first came in the roads were eerily really, really quiet, but now the, the le- traffic levels seem to be gradually creeping up as yeah. more and more people are, are either going shopping or uh, going into work. Yeah, we see more people in the streets over here as well. So, but um. well, we have the same thing, you know. The it's really only the uh, the major supermarkets and food stores that are open for um, for business, and they're are on um, sort of reduced hours, and they also. Um, it varies from from store to store, but sometimes you know there are there are queues and lines of people outside waiting to get in because they have a, a, a certain number of customers that they allow into the into the big stores. Right, and once that's reached, everybody has to queue up outside, keeping we have you know, two meters apart here. So you now all these supermarkets. Of sudden, you had to use, start using their their car parks and parking lots for 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 queues for people to get into the stores and um, and but sort of make um, sort of like you know. In in, in Disneyland where you have the, the queuing system. Yeah, for, well, for uh, attractions, that's on, at yeah. Yeah, so, right. that's that, uh, made up here of uh, like upturned shopping carts. You know, so people people queue up in between those. Um, right, okay. It's very strange. But, um, yeah, generally speaking, it's not too bad, and um, it's going to be going on for a while, yeah, I think. There hasn't been any any relaxation on on rules at the moment.
1: So There's have the pinball team going because after all we're a pinball podcast and we don't care about shopping. Sorry.
0: Yeah. Well, absolutely. Well, you can't uh, you can't buy copies of pinball magazine in the shops either. So that's, uh, that's well, bad. they
1: weren't in the shops either. You have to go to the <laughs> website uh, pinball-magazine.com for that. But thank you oh. for allowing me this uh, shameless plug.
0: Oh, that's all right, um, you yeah. And um, yeah, pinball. Well, we we just recently cancelled our um, our little get together we have in um, in the summer in a in a pub in the middle of Cambridgeshire. So uh, that's that's gone. Uh, isn't going to be rescheduled. That's just going to be next year now. Um, we already cancelled the UK Pinball Open, or at least we postponed it. We might try and fit it in later in the year if if um, the restrictions allow us to do that. But it's very hard to plan anything like that. Um, I suppose the next big thing is the uh, UK Pinfest show um, in in Daventry. Right, which which hasn't been uh, cancelled yet. It hasn't? No, that's in August, I believe. Yeah, Uh, That's still going ahead. Um, You normally come over to that as well, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's... uh, that's Didn't buy any plane tickets yet, but um, still interested
1: in coming over. If this no, is, if the situation will allow us, but um, yeah,
0: well that's it, and then uh, we have to look forward to to later in the year, and and know, hopefully the situation will improve. If we had to come over for for pinball expo.
1: Yeah, that's probably um, usually that's one of the last shows of the season, but it could be
0: the first. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so well it'll be you know a few weeks before the the Dutch pinball open uh, expo. Right. So um, if that's if we're allowed to fly to uh, Chicago for that, then we should probably should be able to do the the Expo, uh, Dutch Pinball Open Expo as well. Right. But anyway, we'll wait and see. That's a good few months away, yeah. And uh, as we've seen in the last few weeks, an awful lot can change in a very short space of time. Right.
1: Yeah. So uh, yeah, the, over here the fear is uh, while the the rules are uh, less tight right now. Uh, obviously, this, the the uh, incubation period before the the illness uh, exposes itself is like two mm. weeks. So basically, uh, while the, uh, uh, the the rules are a bit milder now, and people when more people are getting outside, um, it will take two weeks to see how, what the effect will be if we see an increase in people. Uh, needing yeah. to be hospitalised and so on, then I'm pretty sure that everything will be shut down as quickly as possible. To uh,
0: uh, yes, it's it's all uh, it's all new territory for everyone to to find out exactly how this happens. Nobody wants a second spike or third spike or anything like that, but it's it's probably going to happen. But it'll will hopefully be be less than than the, than the, the initial. Um, number of cases, the maximum number of cases you had so far, and right. it'll you know, gradually work its way down over a, a period of time. But the question is, how long is that period of time going to be, and uh, what's the impact going to be on businesses which, which can't reopen or can't operate safely? I'm afraid that uh, uh, the
1: impact on the economy is going to be, we're going to be uh, noticing that for years to come. I mean. Oh, absolutely. I think, yeah. 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 So, there's any question uh, about
0: that? Anyway, oh, that's, um, well. that's yeah, that's pinball companies. <laughs> yeah, uh, let's talk about what this, this um, coronavirus has, uh, all the effects been um, on pinball manufacturing. Then, if we if we can't play pinball on location, uh, we can only play in home in our own home. Then, our uh, pinball company still making games. Well, in Illinois, they've um, extended the the stay at home. Um, Order and the closure of manufacturing was due to expire on the seventh of April, which um, at the time of recording is in uh, six days' time. But uh, that's now been extended to twenty. Uh, sorry, six days' time. No, um, it's been extended to the 29th of May. sorry, right. Seventh of April. That um, was eight, it. Was then extended to twenty ninth of May. Um, so that's, yeah, that's another... Oh, that's affecting what, basically weeks, every single so.
1: company in Illinois. So we're talking Stern, um, Jersey Jack, American Pinball, Chicago Gaming.
0: Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, and a very similar situation in Wisconsin, where Spooky Pinball are located. They've extended their safer-at-home order through to the 26th of May. So uh, Spooky Pinball won't be opening up um, their factory for manufacturing either, or their new man- their new factory i should say right so um as far as um i suppose non um illinois or wisconsin companies go i think i don't think um that anyone in texas is uh, is busy making games either at the moment right so so um, that really only leaves um dutch thimble yeah or uh, and as far as i know building, building games and um Yes, well, they are the only ones who are actually at the moment building games as far as we know. But is that right? I can't think of anybody else who is. No, well,
1: I'm trying to think as well. Homepin is still uh, recovering uh, or, yeah. or setting up after they're from, from moving to Taiwan. Yeah. Uh, hackers Pinball is, is still working um, yeah, on the the details of, of, the, to of the game, so they're not in production either. Yeah. Um, mm yeah so I guess uh, no that 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 sums it up uh, although I did get news from um Chicago gaming that they are now shipping medieval madness the uh, royal editions, uh, which I guess had been uh, partly manufactured and might have been waiting for something, I don't know, but. Um, they can now complete the games and ship them. So, uh,
0: That's good. Uh, Chicago Gaming is shipping medieval metal Royal editions, and I guess um, those distributors with stock will also be shipping games from other manufacturers as well. Um, I suppose so. Yes. And, yeah. Uh, and also, uh, one thing that I have seen quite a lot of ha- happening now is that uh, operators have been. Um, offering to sort of rent their games out to people in their own home a lot more than they, they were in the past because they can't put them on location. They'll, um, you know, if you want a game at home to see you through the lockdown, then uh, a local operator um, or even a distributor might be able to rent you a game for a short period of time, you know, a month or two months, something like that, just to uh, make sure you get your pinball fixed.
1: Right. I suppose you have to be you really... Uh, into pinball to to rent a game for a couple
0: of months, but then again, some people might be. Mm, well, absolutely. If you, you can't go out on location and play, and uh, and, that's and something you still that you need should... your pinball fixed, then yeah, uh, what are you going to do? Yeah. So um, as we it mentioned, it could be a good shows. thing
1: because it, people might be getting used to having a pinball machine in the house, and um,
0: once they have to return it, they might want to buy one. Absolutely. Yeah, might want to buy the one that's, that's been rented to them. Yeah, I like it so much. But we were mentioning about uh, various shows coming up. Um, one show that's been cancelled, I suppose, or event's been cancelled, is the European Pinball Championship, which was due to be held in Belgium in October. Yeah, that's, that's cool. That was going to be a big event, I know that. Um, that's now been pushed forward a, a year, or back a year, maybe. So it will take place around at the same time, which is the beginning of October in 2021. Hopefully. Yes, hopefully, <laughs> yeah. Um, shows that haven't been cancelled, I suppose, is, is a good thing to look at. Um, Rocky Mountain Pinball Showdown, according to their website, is, uh, is still scheduled to take place. It's only three weeks' time. It's, hmm. uh, it's kind of like the, the penultimate weekend in May, but um, according to the website, it's uh, still going ahead. But uh, we'll see what the situation is. But uh, you think if they're going to cancel it, they do that fairly soon because not people will, will want to make plans for that. Yeah. Uh,
1: even if we want to go, we can't fly to the US. So nope. sadly. No, nope,
0: we can't go. Um, no word on uh, replay effects. Um, no Pinburg and whether that's taking place here, all the Southern Pride Gaming Expo. They're all, you know, as far as we know, still going ahead, but a lot of people are asking questions online and not getting any uh, sort of definite replies other than, you know, we're watching the situation, see what develops. Right. Uh, there is another show which has been cancelled, which which is quite a large one in America but that's not been announced yet um, and they're still working through the details with their um, their vendors and game suppliers and uh, and, and with the venue so that, that we can't give details of exactly what that is yet but it uh, should, should be announced over the next couple of days so uh, keep an eye on uh, on your favorite um, online web resources for pinball and, uh, and 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 see what's what's still on and what isn't right now, you would think that um, with manufacturing being closed in Illinois that um, Stern Pinball would be impacted quite a bit by that. But uh, I think you heard um, Zach Sharp talking. um. Well,
1: I have to all, give credit right. to uh, This Week in Pinball. Absolutely. Um, they did an um, uh, inventory um, questionnaire uh, with various manufacturers Um, How the coronavirus uh, impacted their business. Um, Everybody uh, got the same five questions to respond to, and uh, interestingly, uh, I think the question was how the uh, coronavirus affected the release schedule. Um, And Zach Sharp of uh, Stern Pimble said um, that so far the, uh, the the implications of the virus had not affected. Uh, the release schedule at Stern but if it would last for much longer than it would the interesting thing about that is that I think that article was published April 21st Um, which is like, uh, I think it was a common knowledge to say that Stern Pinball was expected to reveal a new game at uh, the Midwest Gaming Classic, which would have been three weeks prior to that. Yes, And Stern already postponed the uh, already announced Heavy Metal game. So it's quite an odd statement from uh, Zach Sharp, I would say, that it hadn't uh, affected... The release schedule of Stern yet because obviously,
0: um, well, the heavy metal game indicates that it actually did. Yeah, I mean Stern themselves said that they were going to release it, but they've decided to push it back because of the coronavirus. So right, so I don't, uh, I don't know what that, what that means, and. Maybe that. Maybe that's looking forward further into uh, into future games, which you know, which were scheduled for release in the summer or later in the year, that they're they're still going to be released on uh, according to the original timetable, unless things uh, carry on for much longer. Right.
1: So, uh, but in the meantime, at Stern, they have still been rather busy. Um, They have um working on uh, for
0: example code updates yeah yeah quite a lot of, of uh, different games i think we've got um, probably five different games have had code updates this month that's the uh, the month of april um, starting with Elvira's House of Horrors. Let's do it in reverse order because it's actually the most recent one. Uh, 0.95 of that, getting closer to 1.0. Um, so that had lots more speech. Um, a new multi-ball added uh, called Phone F- a Fiend. Uh, some more video and lamp effects uh, and bug fixes. So, yeah, no, 0.95 of Elvira's House of Horrors recently released. If you've got that game, we need to update and, and get all those extra goodies. Um, then Iron Man, remember, I think we mentioned in the last podcast that Iron Man had a rather unexpected um, update of version right. 1.85. You know, and being now it's a, been updated to 1.86. Yes, it has indeed, yeah. Which is just a few uh, adjustments and bug fixes for, that were introduced with the new release, right? Yeah. You know? So nothing too exciting there, but you probably want to get that if you've got one point eight five because that's going to going to make things a little more stable and uh, and uh, even more enjoyable. So uh, yeah, extra goodness for Iron Man there. Um, Stranger Things, Stranger Things. Um, I guess it's it's is it still Stern's current title? Yes. So, um, so that's had two software updates in the past month, 0.87 and 0.88, which, um, as you might expect at this stage, um, they're getting a lot of extra stuff added. So they had... Um, We have a thing, lots of additional display and speech assets added, um, loads of new rules and adjustments uh, and a few fixes to video clips which had um, little glitches in them and sound levels so you can hear things more more clearly. But also one thing which caught my attention was that they've introduced something called um, a target game time ball saver which um, rather, rather than, than every single ball when you launch it having a, a ball saver available for a certain fixed amount of time, be it very, very short or, or longer, depending on how you decide to set it, you can also set it on to to try and give you a, a sort of minimum amount of gameplay not like in in previous games where the game would end after the time had been reached, but what this does is, um, after you played the first ball, the ball saver on the second ball can be made longer if you if the first ball was too short, and then the same thing can happen on the third ball. You know, if you set to like a three minute game time and. Uh, ball one only lasts 30 seconds then the ball saver on game two can be set to be say 30 seconds as well and then if if that doesn't that ball drains soon after that and you've only played like two minutes then you can actually have ball three have a much longer ball saver to try and get you up to the three minute time so it's a new, new feature I haven't seen it on any games before not sure whether it's a good feature. I have to say because uh,
1: it's certainly not a feature I can think that operators would uh, be happy about.
0: No, it's. Um, I suppose it's. You can set it for like a minute or two minutes, so at least it stops um, somebody who, you know, if, if a total novice comes up and just launches the ball, doesn't even know where the flipper buttons are or whatever, and uh, all three balls drain within you know, thirty seconds. Then it, it prevents that at least because you get the yeah, ball back. Yeah, but
1: doesn't it make it doesn't it make the game more fun. I mean, um, yes, it gives you more does, ball time, but it also treats you like
0: the, the player is a complete moron. Well, it's it's certainly an option. You know, it's, it's not it's not um, you're not forced to implement it, and it's it's there as an alternate to a regular ball saver. So, right. yeah, if you've got young kids and they you know they like to.
1: Well, for a discovered. home environment, it might be good, but then again, if you have a game in a home environment, I'd expect you to pay well enough um, to to not need such a ball save. But okay,
0: yeah. it's interesting that they added it. Yeah, I think we might see it appear uh, depending on what the uh, reaction is to whether people decide to use it or not. But it's uh, it's, it's probably a fairly Pretty simple thing to implement, code-wise. Right. So, and, so we might see it uh, on future games, modern. but oh, it'd be there as an option. I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, why not? It costs nothing really right. to add okay. it in. So. Um, other games, yeah. The monsters—they've had a, a fairly minor update. Uh, version 1.03, which really sort of adds in some more of these sort of standard features, which which we're starting to see on on the newer games, such as the uh, the audio equaliser controls, you know, the multi-band EQ, which uh, become a, a fixture of uh, modern CERN games. That that wasn't in the software for the monsters, but now is in version 1.03. And Jurassic Park, um, yes, that's uh, that's it was at 1.0, now it's 1.01. And that's had uh, quite a few bug fixes, um, some ad- additional lighting effects, which are always welcome, and some changes to the display information to sort of make it a bit clearer what, exactly what's going on. And they've also added a, uh, a little Easter egg in as well, uh, which is probably the time that game was released was around about Easter. So also that, that code was released, I should say, was around about Easter. So that would tie in. And that's in the uh, Invalid Frenzy um Mode, um, multiple mode. I think so. Uh, so I think if you're um, one shot away from getting the sort of addable feature. Um, then you you might see that uh, Easter egg appear. But, uh, yeah, so that's uh, all code which Stern Pinball's team of uh, of software engineers have been working on. Um, I guess it's all been been worked on uh, during the the lockdown period, and they're working from home or from um, a remote office somewhere.
1: Right, and there's uh, more updates coming along. Uh, One update um, we've already had a preview of. Uh, Jack Danger was able to stream... Uh, Black Knight Sword of Rage with an alternative music soundtrack. Um, as far as we know, that has not been released yet, but that is expected to be released in a future code update. And the yeah, new, uh,
0: uh, I actually think it is. I think it was uh, it was included in the last update, but um, I don't think any any fuss was made about it. Okay, I think version one point zero one uh, Black Knight does have that in. Um, Oh, I'm. I'm I, I, I not sure whether people, it was already sorry, included, but sorry, they've tried it and um, it had mixed reactions. For what I've got but back, um, some people like the the less frenetic, more um, what should we call it um, orchestral, orchestral symphonic um, music soundtrack to it, and other people like the sort of the, the full on um, the metal music that. Um, it was in the original, but um must have the option there. I mean, I haven't actually seen who produced the, uh, the, the, the new soundtrack.
1: Right, well, uh, from what I heard, um, I'd say it sounds very Game of Thrones-like, so it could be the same uh, uh, producer that did the music for Game of Thrones. Mm. Okay. But that's just a guess, so it's not a... Um, uh, it's, it's certainly very different to the original. I think. Uh, yes, but actually,
0: um, uh, I welcome it. Let's put it like that. Yeah, it's, uh, it's if, if you if you find that the uh, the anthrax esque soundtrack of the original is a bit uh, too full on. Um, then you can always switch over to it and uh, but it, it's something which you have to go into the menu to change I think it's not something you can sort of select at the game when you start the game you have to well that could be an as well yeah absolutely Was we would go back to uh, some of the earlier games that Data East used to do yeah you know, and like, like, like and uh, uh, yeah. Weapon yeah and Countdown no Countdown uh, well, count um, okay, what was that? Uh, checkpoint right Checkpoint where you could choose different soundtracks as well yeah so um... Yeah,
1: Um, and in other stern news, um, this was sort of a uh, newsworthy tidbit. Um, The Beatles' Beatlemania has been nominated for a 2020 Lima Licensing Industry Merchandisers Association uh, International Excellence Award. Um, and mm. they uh, they will be uh, handed out uh, if all goes as planned in uh, August um, in Las Vegas. Um, now the game has been nominated, but um, I'm personally I'm not so sure whether it's such such a big deal. Um, uh, I think anybody can imply, uh, and then there is a committee and. Um, um, if there's not enough entries in a the category, then you might already be applicable to be nominated. I'm not <laughs> sure, but, um, I mean, it's, I think it's a rather strange category to, or, or award actually to be, uh, um, giving out. But apparently, um,
0: uh, somebody figured that they needed a watch over that, but okay. Well, it's uh, it's quite an achievement, I suppose, to get the Beatles license onto pinball. I know a lot, of, a lot of companies have tried it in the past and never achieved it. So there is that going for them, right? So, uh, and uh, and I, I would assume that uh, somebody in the uh, in the license industry merchandisers association um, would have would. Um, you would need to be a member of that association in order to be uh, to be nominated for an award. So I'm sure that uh, that would probably go to what Capel Pinball um, or and or Stern.
1: Yeah. So I guess so. And uh, well, Kapow, um, if I'm not mistaken, is uh, based in Las Vegas. So there's probably mm-hmm. um, a short connection to the um, Lima um, Association or whatever it's called. Um, mm. so ok well um, kudos for them for getting nominated yep. but um, good luck it's not going to make award. the game any worse <laughs> or better uh, <laughs> if I may be so blunt to say so I mean yeah sure it's great that it wins an award but it's not like it's a, winning an award for being the best pinball out there mm, course, even the sounds.
0: best Beatles pinball out there yeah. yeah, ok so but Stern are also doing other stuff Um On their social media, Uh, apart from uh, working at home on on code, they've also been doing this uh, Stern Showdown uh, thing online, which I have to admit I haven't really been following uh, it just seemed like it was just a, 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 a means of uh, getting the public involved in voting for the best stern pinball game ever. Right. Yeah. By yeah. doing a sort of series of head-to-head battles between individual games. Yeah. Which are uh,
1: already uh, pre-set up. So so you have like Lord of the Rings battling uh, versus uh, Mustang, and then uh, the uh, the public gets two days. Uh, to vote for which is their favorite game and mm-hmm. uh, on the social media stern is showing the percentages of how uh, um, uh, which game came out uh, the best with what percentage uh, which made me wonder whether there are any conclusions to um, uh, draw from from uh, such a percentage i mean if uh, uh, if you have a I don't have it in front of me, but if you have a game like Ripley's, believe it or not, uh, Mm. losing to another title um, uh, by gaining only 21% of uh, the votes, does that mean that it's uh, not a good pinball game? Or does that mean that maybe not too many people are currently familiar with Mm. Ripley's, believe it or not? You don't know that. So there's... um, Uh, Some people might say that well, people voting on this might be people that are only for five years uh, uh, active in the pinball community, so they might not be familiar with all these uh, older titles.
0: Um, That's true, but I guess they're trying to get enough people involved that it gets a good spread of uh, of pinball fans and uh, and older and newer, and probably you know there'll, there'll be a lot of people who who don't get to play the very newest games either you know who probably aren't at all familiar with games like Jurassic Park or the monsters or um, stranger things stranger things yes so how can they vote on that, on those games when when they haven't even seen them yeah so now that's also uh, true so so in the end okay certain showdown but how much? What's it worth in the end? Sure. Oh, it's just a bit of fun, just to keep people yeah. interested and, uh, and 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 no tied in with with stern and keep checking the. Social well,
1: yeah, keep keep people occupied during the uh, the lockdown, take yeah. their mind off. Um, or, or, well, or one not so much take their mind off corona things, but more draw their attention to stern stuff. So it's it's just a marketing campaign, basically. Yeah,
0: and, uh, yeah nothing wrong with that. No, yeah. Who oh, no, knows? perhaps they'll win a, an award for it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay, well, I think that's about uh, everything we've got on, on Stern Pinball so right. far. Yeah. Uh, so let's move on to... Um,
1: oh, I do have one more thing, oh. uh, with, which I'm not sure that Stern Pinball would like me to um, uh, address. But it's interesting that uh, um, uh, I received an email from a uh, uh, rebellious PR uh, company Oh, yeah. And uh, they were offering uh, uh, George Gomez and Gary Stern and other pinball designers at Stern to come on our uh, podcast, which is interesting because, obviously, we know these people, and if we want them to come on our podcast, they're just a phone call away. But apparently Mm. Stern have now uh, acquainted themselves with a new uh, PR company, and the PR company figured that it would be a good idea to offer these... um, uh, great people to come on our podcast.
0: Hmm. So okay. that's
1: something that they are uh, working on internally, and um, uh, I'm sure that will in the uh, in the near future we will try to have either George Gomez or uh, Gary Stern on the phone, especially Gary Stern, since he has a 75th birthday coming up, and I think. Nobody is planning to let that go by
0: unnoticed. Mm-hmm. No, especially quite. not at Stern. So, no, I'm sure their PR company are on the case straight away. But it might mean that you know, as we might be getting more press releases from Stern, Pinball, and they might be coming, rather than from uh, from Shelley or from uh, John, It might be coming through a, a PR company from now on. Right. Well, let's hope they get a little bit different than the standard one that they've been using <laughs> for the past 20 years. Oh, well, don't don't mess with the winning formula, I suppose, is a, probably uh, an answer. Okay, so any more on Stern before we no, move? On? I think that's it. Uh, I think
1: well, they did. They, they did something with um, uh, online uh, tournaments with uh, virtual Stern Pinball Arcade and that kind of stuff. But really, didn't dive into that that much, so I can't really tell much about it. So,
0: oh well, I can maybe just shed a little bit of light on that. In that, um, one thing which um, which I, I saw was the the IFPA. In Italy, with uh, Alessio there, who who runs the IFPA Italia, Uh, he worked out a deal with Farsight Studios to get the Stern Pack 1 available to um, Italian IFPA members for free during the lockdown. Mm-hmm. So uh, I actually contacted him and, and arranged with him to do the same thing for UK players. So UK players who are registered with the IPA and have a profile there, um, they can um, contact me and uh, get them signed up through Farsight and they can, uh, they'll can they get access to the Stern Pack 1 tables for, uh, for free. And, and you weren't uh, even going to mention that? I wasn't well I sent it out to everybody in the UK, but um, but that's um, that's something which I' uh, going to give credit to uh, for Farsight and to uh, Alessio from uh, IFPA Italia for arranging in the first place. so've I've been working with with them to get that done and it's uh, it's a nice gesture from uh, from Farsight to uh, to get these uh, I think it's five five tables away for, uh, for people to play while they're uh, stuck at home, right? It's very nice so. okay. So, moving on,
1: uh, and which company would you like to talk about first?
0: Oh, I don't know. Let's that's, uh, that's, that's, that's talk about Stern's new neighbours, shall we? Right. In uh, Elk Grove Village. Well, that would be Jersey Jack Pinball. Hmm. Yes. So, uh, some interesting news from there. Um, I think to say uh, the least, yes. Yeah, um, I think every, pretty much every show that... Um, well, not every show, but almost every show that we've been to in America um, has had Jersey Jack Pinball turning up, normally in the form of uh, Jack himself, right? But, but also either with or uh, in, in, uh, replaced by um, Butch Peel, right? Who is uh, such a long-time member of the Jersey Jack team and um, such a. No, a very helpful and uh, very talkative chap. And then um, it was a real, well, uh, it was real sadness on from me, I have to say, to find that uh, he had been let go from uh, Jazz Jack Pinball and is no longer part of the team there.
1: Right. Yeah, that's very unfortunate. Um, uh, there have been some uh, allegations uh, on what happened. Um, but as far as I understood, none of the parties involved uh, are commenting on uh, any of the uh, the allegations of what what went on and so on. Um, um, but obviously, um, yeah, it's a pity to see uh, that that Butch was let go. He was a great. Um, uh, well, he, uh, initially he got on board to, I think, write the uh, the manual for the Wizard of Oz. Yes, that's right. And, yeah. uh, but uh, aside from that, he was a very big help to people who had technical problems, uh, which would be reported to Jersey Jack. And either he called them uh, and, and helped them fix the issue with their game. And uh, there's actually a, a lot of uh, positive feedback on uh, the work that he did for Jersey Jack, helping out people to. Uh, make sure that they can enjoy their game. So um, I'm, I was surprised as everybody, I suppose, to see that he was um, let go. And um, uh, all I can say is I wish uh, Butch the best in his future endeavors, as that's uh, uh, politically correct to say, I suppose.
0: Yeah, let's hope uh, he's not out of pinball for very long because he's a major asset. You know, he's hugely knowledgeable about about the games, and uh, and, and such a such a likable person to talk to and engage with. And would always sort of you know go the extra step. Would um, would engage with you directly to resolve all your problems, as you said. You know, go as far as you know doing extended email conversations or phone calls, or even you know, send a video of uh, how to fix a problem. Right. As well as doing all the all the manuals for for the games so far, uh, which uh, as anyone who uh, who picked up any of the the Jersey Jack manuals knows, um, are so hugely comprehensive and detailed and and accurate that um, it's a. Uh, it's a full-time job in itself. You'd think just by looking at, um, at what yeah. comes out so when, what's um,
1: included in there. Yeah. Uh, suddenly, I hope to see Butch again uh, at once. Pinball shows are uh, uh, allowed again. Hopefully, uh, in in some other capacity. Or even if he doesn't want to work in pinball anymore, then I still like to uh, run into him. You know, because
0: it's just uh, he's a very nice guy, and uh, it's always nice to see him. So. Yeah, I mean, it's not. Um, it's not unusual for people within the pinball business to to come and go and, and move around from company to company we've seen that a few times you know Barry um, from American Pinball left there and moved over to Jersey Jack um, very recently and you know a couple of months ago so uh, i don't know whether, i don't think that's related even though they're kind of in a in a similar um, capacity there you know Barry is a is a sort of engineering guy support and um, is well regarded as well, uh, in uh, within the pinball industry. So he, but he's he is located in uh, Illinois, right? And um, and Butch, of course, um, wasn't. I think he was in New Mexico. Yeah, as far as I remember. Right. So and, ma- uh, maybe that distance was a problem. But anyway, we won't speculate on that any further because we don't know the facts. But anyways, I'm sure we're both very sorry to see Butch out of Jersey Jack Pimble. It won't be the same without him. Right. Um, Jersey Jack Pimble did hire
1: someone else as well. Um, They hired Ken Cromwell as their new communications specialist. Ah, okay, interesting we haven't heard from him then Yeah, I was going to say because <laughs> it seems to me that there was something to communicate but we didn't hear about that so, oh well um,
0: the first day on the job is always a tough one, I guess <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's particularly if that's what you've got to deal with but they, Jersey Jack have been busy doing other things even though their manufacturing is, is not up and running in Illinois and um, I think their, their operation in uh, New Jersey Um, has has been shut down anyway while they moved so I don't think they're currently producing games but they do have games in stock we do know that right? and they've also been working on um, a new, well they've actually finished working on uh, they've released a new topper for uh, Willy Wonka games so this is um, illuminated is that the third topper for Willy Wonka already? Uh, is it three? I certainly know two, because uh, know I know that they, re-
1: they released a, se- uh, 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 a second topper, uh, which we talked about like two months ago.
0: So yeah, that was the that was a collector edition one, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, and uh, yeah. so this is another one. Yeah, this is an optional extra. This is a, I think it's a three hundred dollar add on if you want what? to buy it. <laughs> well, compared to some toppers, that's uh, that's a bargain. But it is illuminated and, and has animated waterfall effect on the on the water as it uh, flows down or, or uh, well, it's water actually probably probably chocolate isn't it really as it as it flows down um, on the topper and uh, a, a nice picture of uh, Willy Wonka himself and looks nice and bright and illuminated but um, some people are saying that should have been included with the collector edition and uh, they think the one that's with the collector edition is is inferior but well uh, that's what the same what we
1: talked about two months ago with with mm-hmm. the other uh, uh, when, when the other topper came out that, that was already su- suggested that it should be on the collector's edition but oh well
0: you can't please everybody I suppose no no but buy the game for what it is and not what you think it might be in the future right well although that's presumably not the case with the software, but we can talk about that later, if you'd like. Right. Yeah,
1: sure. Hold on. If you hear what I'm hearing, then I guess you know what time it
0: is. Oh, oh he's He's calling, is he? Well, I got a phone ringing. <laughs> oh, is, is, that, is that that, or is that something else? Um,
1: well, there's only one way to find out, I suppose.
0: Okay, well, then, well, well perhaps, perhaps we can actually get to it this time and, and before he rings interrupting off.
1: interrupting our very important podcast.
0: Well, who else could it be, but... Hello, Gary, come on in.
2: Hello, hello. Uh, Where
0: ha- are doesn't...
2: you? Where are you?
1: Gary, we're here. We can hear you fine. Uh, how are you
2: doing? I'm outside of Jersey Jack's house. I'm trying to get in. I'm banging on his window. He's ignoring me completely.
1: (laughs) Probably because he knows it's you.
2: (laughs) No, we're good friends. He slept at my house one time. All right. What, outside? Inside. I'm outside. But he slept inside.
1: Right. Uh, Well, it could be that Jack's on the phone and that he can't come to the window right now.
2: Oh, pissed. I was going to make him a proper English tea. Oh, well, lucky him!
0: Well, oh well.
2: Well, I'll just go. I'll just go down the road to his neighbour and knock on their door.
0: Do, do you want to pass the phone to to, uh, to Jack and then we can talk to him while you're busy? I
2: can't. You'd have to call him back. He can't you put it through more. the letterbox? Oh, I can do that. Contactless. Contactless. Awesome.
0: Oh, great! Right. Okay, so then we can talk that. to Jack. Yes,
2: yeah, so I can do that.
0: Let's
1: let's see if Jack has something interesting to say. <laughs> Sorry, I apologize to our listeners already. We were expecting Gary Flower to be on the phone and hopefully have some interesting news. Apparently, that's not the case.
2: No. Oh, hey. Somebody just put a phone through my... Uh... Oh, hello, Jack. Hey, Jack. Who's How's this? it going? <laughs> oh, hello,
0: it's, it's Jonathan Martin what? here from our, pit, our Pitbull podcast.
2: Martin. Do I know
1: you guys? Yeah, you know us. You know us. You miss us.
2: <laughs> oh, I missed you a lot. This time last year, we were drinking champagne and eating Willy Wonka chocolate in France. Yeah, yeah those yes, were good times. I know. Can imagine
0: it was a year Uh, ago. You launched launched
2: that game. Yeah, that was so great. That was a lot of fun, and Frank Frank Michaud, uh, host. That was the best. That was a great show. Oh, what a shame we can't be doing that again. We will be doing it again. We just can't do it right now. I'm very hopeful that. The world will come back um, as we knew it, and maybe even a little bit better, if that's possible. We might appreciate the things that we missed.
0: Right. Well, we start, we started this podcast um, before for uh, we Gary called, and uh, we were talking about how the situation is um, in in Jonathan's home country and in my home country. What's what's the uh, what's the sort of lockdown situation, or the uh, or indeed the pinball situation
2: where you are? Well, Americans being um, very free. um, In some places, they're actually protesting the lockdown that is the government. Yep, the government imposing their right. Um, Some places uh, are reopening things like Starbucks and golf courses and things like that are opening in limited ways, which is great. And Everybody is going to be practicing uh, clean hand washing and social mm-hmm. distancing and yep. things of that nature to try to uh, prevent any of the virus to spread anywhere. But right now you're you're in um, you're in New Jersey. Yes, I'm in right. uh, my adopted state of New Jersey. Correct, and uh, New Jersey. I think this weekend they open golf courses. Not that I golf. So I think you you can golf in a foursome if the four people are quarantined together. Otherwise, I think um, you're able to be on the course one at a time, uh, walking the course or uh, in a golf cart. Right. So trying to bring some things back to something of normal, you know, to get outdoor activity as the summer approaches.
0: Right. But what about um, manufacturing and, and pinball business and, and locations are any uh, locations able to open any bars any arcades I guess that's uh, that's that's not something which is which is possible just yet.
2: Yeah, so I I speak with many people during the day maybe 20 people, 25 people uh typically operators, um people in a barcades, uh, some home customers, uh, mm-hmm. other uh, manufacturers, distributors, everybody's chomping at the bit to get back to something of normal. Everybody's, everybody's going a little stir crazy in quarantine. Right. They want to get back to business. Right. So does that mean
1: business is slow, or uh, and how's business been for Jersey Jack Pinball?
2: Actually, uh, it's it hasn't been great, but it hasn't been bad. I think. In the past week or so, we sold about 30 games. And they're pretty much all going to home customers who uh, are adding to their collections. Uh, unfortunately, it's not any commercial customers uh, buying from us at this point. But there are commercial customers looking forward uh, to when they reopen. They're working on their games and they're doing uh, different things to prepare Um in their different states and their locations, um, so it's it it hasn't been where the force is off. It's uh, there's been some action, which is which is good. It's encouraging. You know, we're doing uh, what I guess they call contactless delivery. Uh, we're not doing you know in home uh, delivery kind of thing. Our distributors, some of them, are involved with that, and uh, uh, it seems to be working out. Uh, they're making the best of a, of a not-so-great situation. And when all this um, sort of starts to
0: ease up a bit and you can actually get back to making games, do you have a, a plan in place for how you're going to sort of implement social distancing while at the same time being able to you know, con- um, design, build, uh, uh, ship, and service games?
2: Yeah, I mean, that's a plan that uh, we've been working on. And you could you could tell that other uh, factories, not just in our industry, but um, big factories. Uh, you're talking about car- people that build cars and things like that. This is a concern uh, for everybody. And the good thing is we're not in it alone. We don't have to figure it out on our own. We could look to guidance from what other... Uh, bigger, uh, huge companies, multinationals are doing. Um, I've seen, uh, certainly we've all been to supermarkets where we see uh, a barrier, a plexiglass barrier between the cashier and the yeah. customer and the sanitization processes that happen. And yesterday in New York City, they announced the the trains, which they call the subways, uh, they'll be closed from... Uh, 1 a.m. to 5 a.m. for sanitization of uh, of the subway cars. So it's um, it's it's something that has to be done to safeguard the uh, the public and try to do the best job you can do uh, to prevent the spread of uh, of anything that anybody could catch. Right. Yeah. Now you're in a uh, um, rather a unique
1: situation, I would say, as you're. Uh, well, the company is supposed to be moving to Elk Grove uh, Village um, this whole, I can imagine this whole situation
2: is not helping well you know it's common sense it's probably not helping but um, you know we're doing everything we need to do to try to be on track as much as we can and um, you know work through the different things that need to be worked through and we have a great um, a great staff of people that are dedicated, and um, we're uh, you know working we're working
0: hard at it. Do, do you still have any manufacturing uh, capabilities in in uh, Lakewood, or has that all been shut down and, and shipped?
2: No, right now uh, Lakewood has been moving to uh, Illinois, and um, there are games uh, still in Lakewood that we're shipping and customers are actually picking up uh, from us. So uh, that's ongoing for a little while longer. Right. But you wouldn't be,
0: wouldn't be able to, you know, because this is uh, changing on a state-by-state basis. So if, if you were able to start manufacturing in, in uh, Lakewood, but you couldn't in uh, Elk Grove, that wouldn't be any help to you?
2: Yeah, I don't know. I'm not, I don't know uh, exactly that town um, right at this second. But um, we expect everything to shake loose uh, very soon and uh, get back to a degree where it's a a little bit normal. You know, it's not going to be like you turn a light switch on for anybody and everything goes back to what it was before. So it's going to be a process. And uh, we're working through those processes, and uh, I think it's going pretty well, I mean, considering everything
0: now is presumably not a good time to be thinking about launching new titles either
2: well you know i, I see uh, there's a demand there are a lot of uh, uh customers asking me um daily and asking jen daily when is your next game coming out because they have an appetite for the next game and um you know, all I could say is that um, we're working on it uh, to get it to get it out and get it in the marketplace and get it everywhere it's going to go. So it's nice when people ask those questions. It's not like they forgot about us. They're uh, very interested in what we're doing. Right. Oh, cool. But, sure. But, but uh,
0: well, one year ago, we were we were launching. Uh, we were there well, while you were launching, I should say. Um, the Willy Wonka game. But that was being launched at two pinball shows simultaneously, and with no pinball shows out there and no trade shows either. It's got to be difficult to to promote new products without those kind of outlets. Right.
2: Well, that you know, in the traditional old-fashioned sense, which we are uh, old-fashioned a little bit, um, that might be true. But today, with uh, all the social connectivity and the streaming and everything that's available. Uh, we really could create our own show and launch a product. And um, and and while it might not be exactly the same, there are many trade shows. I mean, this weekend, uh, Warren Buffett, Berkshire Hathaway, normally they have thousands mm-hmm. of people at their shareholder event. They're having a virtual event. So in the absence of a real, live, touchy-feely event, you can have a virtual event and it can be not exactly the same, but a lot better than having nothing, so yeah. uh, right. there are a lot of options out there, a lot of people discovered that they can work from home, uh, they might not want to go to the office in the future, uh, a lot of people discovered that they can buy almost anything and have anything delivered to their home, so um, it's it's been very interesting, it's been a learning experience I think for everybody
1: right Um, now in the past you said that uh, when it comes to launching a new game you'd like to be at the point where you can announce a game and have it ready to ship obviously um, moving companies and having the coronavirus with basically uh, currently no manufacturing possibilities that has to be uh, of some sort of impact because or Cause a delay uh, Because you don't you Currently you, you can't Build any games To be ready for shipment when you announce a new game
2: Right But the plan is still to announce and ship Games that's the plan And we, you know Since I started the company um, We never had anything go away Very easily anyway So um, uh, Nobody expected or welcomed uh, The current situation and there are always surprises, uh, the best run businesses and best run things, uh, best laid plans of mice and men. There's always some uh, kind of thing that you don't count on. So you roll with the punches and you do what you need to do. And when you have really good people working uh, all, all together as a team, you overcome those obstacles. Uh, they're difficult, but you know, uh, personally, if I wanted something easy, I wouldn't have started a pinball company to be honest with you.
0: right, okay?
1: Um, now you mentioned people working for you. Um,
2: speaking of people working for uh, I always say with me. I never say for me, but you know, I try to I try to say with me.
1: Right, okay. Uh, pardon me if I uh, interpreted that incorrectly. Um, but there was a bit of a new story um, uh, earlier this month, and I'm not sure whether you want to address it or not, but um, uh, we, we already discussed it in our podcast. Um, uh, one of your employees was let go, and that came as quite a shock. Um, would you be willing to comment on that?
2: Well, you know, we have people that come and go. Uh, some heralded and less heralded. It's a business. Um, I don't think it would serve any any benefit for me to comment on it. I think uh, the people involved, uh, whatever, if, if they'd like to comment on it, um, they could. You know, I, I'm not a... I'm not a person that feeds into a lot of gossip and things like that. Um, So, um, you know, I don't really, I don't really have any comments on it. But you you must have a degree of sadness. I mean,
0: you and Butch have been together and been working and doing the shows and being such a good team for so long that it just seemed so strange when, when we found out that that Butch was no longer um, working with JJP and, it, it didn't seem to be an obvious reason why, but i'm I'm sure we're not going to ask you about the reasons why because I'm sure that will come out in due course. but you must have a certain degree of sadness that um, what what seemed like such a great team is uh, you're not a team together anymore.
2: Yeah, I mean that's uh, that's uh, true. Um, you know in the in the company since its founding back in two thousand and eleven, there were other people that I was. Very close with, and they were out of the company for one reason or another. And at different times in the past, I had uh, some pretty high highs and some pretty low lows with different things. And um, you know, in the course of a company, in the course of life, things like that happen. You know, I'm I'm planning on remaining friends with Butch. Um, I love him and I think the world of him. And, um, you know, your friendship is, is your friendship, and your business relationship and work relationship is, is different. Sometimes they, they cross, um, or they're indistinguishable, but uh, still in all, um, we try to keep it in a professional, professional way. Right.
1: Um, okay, so um, how do you see uh, the um, uh, getting back to the current situation? Um, uh, any, uh, Of course, with the coronavirus going on, uh, there's not much. Well, we can't foresee the future in any way, but um, uh, let's say uh, by the end of May, the whole coronavirus situation is um, reduced to to a point where uh, manufacturing with social distancing would be uh, allowed. Uh, at, at any idea how long it would take you to get uh, uh, the new facility up and running?
2: I've always gotten in trouble when I had timelines, especially um, when not everything is under my control and and. Pretty much, um, you know, I don't, I don't know really who could actually say um, with any level of certainty exactly a date. You know, it's just like they keep asking Dr. Fauci when this will be over, or they keep asking other experts that are a lot smarter than me about different things, and everybody likes to know these answers. The only, the best answer I could give is. Um, at the appropriate time that it's ready to launch our next game, that's when our game will be launched. Um, you know, if it's if it's a little sooner or a little bit later, what I found uh, in a very humbling way is that our customer base is extremely loyal and they love what we do. And uh, they've waited in the past a little bit longer to get uh, what we create. And while I don't want to take advantage of any of that, certainly there are circumstances that extend way beyond our ability as individuals or a company. I mean, we're dealing with a worldwide pandemic that nobody knew about X months ago and that everybody's trying to work through. So certainly, um, you know, we're working through it the best we can. And um, you know, we're very optimistic about what we have in the pipeline uh, coming too. There's some, I think. I think the best products that uh, that we're going to build are ahead of us right now. I don't think they're behind us. I think what I see, um, the, the best games are coming.
0: Well, okay, and so, uh, and uh, you. You also talk to your distributors as as well as as operators. Has this has this particular period been quite? No, it's reasonable for them as far as home sales go. Are they, they, you know, with people being stuck at home a lot more than they would in the past, has have they found that uh, that's been a good opportunity for them to sell more more of your company's games to, to home buyers?
2: Yes. Overall, the answer is yes. Um, some of our distributors that uh, had more of our stock were able to turn around and execute on delivering games quicker than some of the distributors that didn't have much stock or had no stock and had to pull from the factory. Mm. And there were some people, it sounds funny, but there were some people that wanted games like, you know, I want a game tomorrow. I want a game today. I want a game by, by you know, the end of this week kind of thing. Yeah. And um, they just they just had an occasion or they had a reason, obviously, for buying it. And they wanted it. So, it did benefit and it, it still benefits our distributors that are stocking distributors. And in the, in the course of all this, uh, going on, you know, we added a distributor and in, in Pennsylvania, we added, um, coin taker. Yes. So, uh, that was, uh, that was also, uh, something that helped with, uh, home sales too, because there are different customers that, uh, Different relationships, different people, different uh, reasons why people buy from one person or not another person. So you have to have a little bit of variety. So um, I think I think that was something that we did that was pretty good. Good. And uh, on a, on a personal note, everyone everyone safe in your family from the from the virus. Thank goodness everybody's safe. Um, you know, I'm quarantined with my wife, and she hasn't killed me yet, so that's a good thing. Well, she's been trying <laughs> um, for so many years, and it still hasn't worked. So. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm still pretty quick. I'm still pretty quick on my feet, you know. But she's amazing. Um, I think the most difficult thing has been not being able to physically, like, hug my grandchildren um Mm. that's that's hard uh we've seen them from maybe uh 10 feet away and uh you know uh yeah i'd like to hug jen and jack too uh, certainly but um little gary and little olivia um it's harder and they're young they don't exactly understand what's going on and uh You know, not that we understand. No, not sure any of us do. You know, right. So, uh, this too shall pass, and you have to have patience, and, uh, you know, it's it's one more thing that one day I think we'll all laugh about, but, uh, you know, certainly the virus itself has proven to be something um, more formidable than a lot of people thought in the beginning. People just thought it was like the flu, and it just comes and goes, and... Certainly some people, and I'm definitely not a doctor or an expert, but see, apparently some people have gotten it and had very mild um, symptoms or they yes. didn't even know they got it. Some people got it, wound up on a ventilator and died in three days. So, um, uh, you know, it's it's not, not something to fool around with. Right, okay. Uh, one of the, uh,
1: uh, well, the, the impact of the, uh, of the virus was, and um, uh, we briefly talked about it, um, uh, there's currently no pinball shows. Um, now, you were uh, uh, quite a traveling man, so to speak, um, uh, globally, I would say, uh, because you visited so many pinball shows in the past. Um, um, is this a bit like uh, detoxing for you in terms of pinball shows?
2: I think it's detoxing for all of us. I mean, I talked to a lot of the tournament players and a lot of the barcade owners, and it certainly it certainly has changed everybody in a, in a way where we're very uh, we might be physically distanced, but in some ways, by keeping in touch with all these people, I don't feel socially distanced. Uh, because I talk to so many people that are involved in pinball every week, um, yeah, it's not the same as seeing them. But we do a lot of FaceTime and we do some Zoom calls, and we see each other. And you know, some some people are just, hey, this is what I'm cooking tonight. What are you cooking tonight? Or this is what I'm doing. What are you doing? So in some ways, uh, thank goodness for technology for sure because. If it was this kind of pandemic without social media and everything like that, uh, people not aware of what's going on and not being able to uh, shelter in place and things like that, the death toll would be much greater. Uh, the whole process much would be much worse because you wouldn't be able to socially reach out to people. Uh, you wouldn't get the communication. You wouldn't be able to do much of anything. So... While it's bad, um, in a lot of ways, a physical thing, you know, I can't be with you guys and uh, do the things we do. Um, At least we can not only talk, we can see each other and communicate and do things like that. So I I always say it could be worse And, and, and let's just hope it doesn't get worse. Let's just hope it keeps getting better. Mm. Right. So when, when when
0: all this is over, and and God willing, that's not not too much longer. Do you think everything will go back um, to the way it was, as far as you're concerned? As far as you know, I mean, travelling around the world, going to doing the promotions, um, visiting shows, visiting distributors, visiting operators, or do you think that things will always be changed from now on?
2: So, the short answer is I think it will go back to what it was, but it will be changed a little bit. And, you know, having being young enough or old enough to have, quote, unquote, lived through uh, 9-11, what happened on September 11, 2001, that changed a lot of things. It changed the way we travel. It changed uh, some people's attitudes about things. Uh, It shut a lot of things down. Certainly uh, in the U.S., especially if you're in the New York metropolitan area uh, where we were more affected um, and we knew people that were lost in the tragedy, it affected us a different way. In this case, um, I, I, I just guess, um, my best guess is that until there's some kind of uh, medication that you're able to take prophylactically to prevent it, or uh, a vaccine, um, you probably won't see everything back to close to what it was in the beginning. And, and again, you know, I'm not a doctor, and I don't know, but that's just a little bit of common sense and a little bit of what people are saying to me. Uh, certainly, if you have a barcade and you have games next to each other and you have social distancing, you know, it, it, it would seem to say, people have said to me, well, I guess I have to put the first game in a row on, and then the Mm. second and third game are off, and then the fourth game in a row are on, and then, you know, so there are a lot of challenges, but I think people um, are very resilient. We're still here, uh, and uh, we're going to be here, we're going to come through it, uh, and you know we're gonna make we're gonna make the best of it in the meantime. But yeah, will there be shows again? Absolutely. Uh, will we all be together again? Absolutely. I'm an eternal optimist. I I really think you know we could look back at this at some point or other, and it's you know if you use it as a learning experience or you know you have a lot of families now together. I get a lot of pictures of our customers uh, playing our games. Uh, spending time with each other, having conversations with each other, um, doing different things that they never could do before. So um, they're using it as, uh, as a time to benefit them, not as just sitting around uh, feeling bad for themselves.
0: Be right. you personally will be back. You'll be you'll be travelling as much as before, and uh, Maybe. You, you're not seeing this as a as a no as a indication of how nice it would be not to spend so much time doing all those things.
2: No, no, I love to travel. I love to see everybody. I mean. Uh... You know, hopefully United keeps my status. Uh, that would be nice. We'll see what happens. <laughs> you know I think um, you're safe. I mean, you know, typically flying around more than hundred and fifty thousand miles a year, um, you know it was it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it, and I look forward to it again. and um, it's it's something where a lot of our customers around the world, I'm still in touch with them Pretty much daily Not every single one of them daily But you know we have a distributor in Italy That we just appointed In early part of this year And um, they got hit hard And um, you know Then other other places Other parts of the United States Other parts of the world um, You know they're all experiencing They're all going through the same thing
1: Right um, now, since uh, we're all going through the same thing, um, obviously, um, the uh, the design uh, section of uh, Jersey Jack Pimble was already located in Bensonville. Um, can you tell us about how how the the, the stay at home situation has affected? Uh, the the design team, or maybe it hasn't, I don't know in whether they are able to work from home and continue their work there, or um, can, can you enlighten they're, us on
2: that? Uh, I can tell you that they're all technologically very savvy, and they're a group that's very resilient and um, they're all communicating with each other um, and working together, collaborating uh, you know that we've had members of the team before, uh, for example, like JP, uh, right, right there in Holland, and uh, um, other people that have collaborated before. So now they figured out that there's a way to um, do what they do, just maybe not sitting shoulder to shoulder for a little while until they get back to doing that again. Right. So.
0: Okay. Well. I think we can we can thank you for your time today Jack it's uh, been enlightening uh, it's good to hear that uh, everything's still still going well with the company and uh, and with you and your family and uh, we're all looking forward to coming out the other side of this and uh, and picking up where we left off I'm sure
2: thank you and you know I appreciate the time as always and and we're good friends the three of us I've right. appreciated all of the energy that you've put into doing not just the podcast but everything pinball supporting it and growing it and you know when this is all over um, there'll be a lot of work to do because um, you know we need to kind of catch up so it'll be a lot of work to do uh, at different locations and different venues and different shows and uh, I'm sure the community will bounce back and Maybe be better and bigger and more resilient than it was, a little wiser too, and more appreciative. Uh, I'm very humble for a lot of the things that I'm not able to do right now. And, um, you know, just wishing everybody the best. And thank you guys. Thank you, well, you Jack. Thank you, Jack. Okay, well, so that was, oh, um, well,
0: yeah,
1: a bit of a surprise. A bit of a surprise indeed. Uh, well, thank you, Jack Warnieri, for uh, calling in. And I uh, hope you enjoyed that. Um, moving on to uh, to other pinball companies, Bookie Pinball.
0: Yes, well, we saw they're still setting up their, their new manufacturing facility. Yes, which is um, still in Benton, uh, but they are in, in, enlarged, uh,
1: so to speak. And uh, I noticed that their former location uh, is becoming a fitness center. I think. That's right, yes. So, yep. um, if they want to do some exercise, not that they need it, then, well, they know where to go.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there's no shortage of heavy weights to be lifted uh, around the spooky pinball factory as it is. But, uh, yeah, if you want to get a more comprehensive workout, then, yeah, that uh, their old place is exactly, as you said, turned into a fitness place. Right. Although, and, um, although I'm, I'm guessing it's probably not open. At the moment, at the moment, probably
1: not. No. Yeah. Um, so, but in the meantime, like you said, uh, um, well, it's mostly the Emery family um, who have been uh, setting up the new shop. Uh, obviously, other workers are not allowed uh, in, I suppose. Uh, but the family themselves are able to uh, try to to get as much done as possible, which is um, a good thing. And um, we had a new code
0: update from Scott Denisi for Total Nuclear Annihilation. Yes, that's right. Version 1.4.0, which uh, has surprisingly, has has, a, has quite a few bug fixes. It was kind of assumed that uh, there wouldn't be any bugs, but uh, when the code gets as uh, complicated as it is these days, it's bound to be introduced somewhere. Uh, but it also includes new light shows, um, support for different types of mechs in the game, if people want to fit those, uh, and also has improvements to the way the LEDs are driven, which apparently makes them better. Right. Not quite sure in what way brighter, uh, less flickery maybe, but also includes uh, the uh, the latest version of the underlying P-ROC code because of course uh, TNA is a, is a P-ROC based game, right? And the, uh, and the and the software for that does get updated every now and again, and and this new version of uh, one point four point zero of TNA includes the new P-ROC code. For, right uh, for a better experience all round. Almost.
1: Right. So I have a TNA. I haven't updated it yet, but I did understand that um, the new um, uh, code includes the possibility to um, um, uh, select whether you have installed uh, certain colored uh, plastic protector sets. Mm. Uh, there's a. Uh, I think there's a green. A plastic protector set available, and um, uh, that that green that lights up uh, when the um, uh, general illumination, uh, or it lights up due to the general illumination underneath the the plastic. But apparently, um, uh, there's you can you can select special uh, settings. Then uh, keep in mind which color of
0: plastic protectors you have installed, so that they come out the best. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, the GI can can be dialed in, as it were, for your uh, your chosen. Color, uh, which is part of the sort of add ons I said uh, right. support is added for, and also for clear drop targets, I think, as well. That, right, that's yeah, been
2: added,
1: that, which could be interesting. Uh, also, the clear drop targets will need an extra LED to light up, but I'm sure kits will be available mm-hmm. to do that. So, and okay. then, um, I guess that's all the
0: news there is on the Spooky Pinball for now. I think it is, yeah. So uh, let's uh, let's move along to uh, American Pinball, who um, are also, you know, obviously being in Illinois, are in uh, in shutdown and and not producing games. They haven't produced... I don't think they've gone into production with, with Hot Wheels at all, have they? As far as we're aware... And uh, but they are they're still um, doing stuff with Oktoberfest, because that's uh, that's uh, the game which they I guess I'm they've sold the most of actually maybe maybe not maybe Houdini but um, but they are running a a high score challenge on Oktoberfest for those people who have one or have access to one right I and they were uh, also doing that for Houdini um, I think they did it for both games so. Oh, right, okay. I've only seen the Oktoberfest one. That uh, that one goes on until the 4th of May, which is a, a couple of days' time. So right. um, it's, it's called a high school challenge, but in fact all you need to do is to post a picture of your highest score on uh, Oktoberfest on uh, on their Facebook page, and uh, at the end of it they'll pick one at random and give them a, a nice selection of American pinball swag of various kinds. Right, okay. Well, if you have
1: a Oktoberfest game, then, uh, well, at least there's something to keep you busy uh, during these days. Um, go and win some uh, American pinball swag, I suppose. Mm. Yeah, Yep. Yeah, right. certainly been with a chance. Right, so um, what's also interesting is that uh, uh, pinball designer Joe Bolzer and the programmer Josh Kugler, both working at American Pinball, we uh, guests on the uh, Super Awesome Pinball Show, um, and I have no problem plugging that uh, podcast or show, whatever you want to call it, because I think it's a very good one. Um, and um, obviously, they talked about uh, uh, the Hot Wheels license, how that came to be, and uh, uh, there were also some notes on uh, future games, uh, whether they would be licensed or not And uh, um, I think it's best, uh, in, instead of repeating what they said that people should just listen to the uh, Super Awesome Pinball Show themselves I think we're talking about episode 8 uh, that has the interview with uh, Bolser and um, uh, so, um, once you're done listening to us, and only after that, then <laughs> uh, then go ahead and listen to the uh, Super Awesome Pimple Show if you haven't done so
0: already. Good cool. Good. Okay. So, I... Um... That's the thing that's about it for American pinball. Again, not a lot going on in the pinball business at the moment in, in most companies. Right. Uh, certainly one where nothing much is going on as far as production goes is uh, is Deep Root, right. who, we, who we mentioned before. Right. And I think in the last last episode of this podcast, we talked about uh, Dennis Nordman having left there. Right. I think that was, um, that was something which Canada uh, mentioned in his uh, podcast. His, uh, Is that right? My memory is a little hazy on that point. It's funny that you you mentioned that. I saw something
1: online where it was mentioned that uh, when we discussed Dennis leaving uh, uh, Deep Root, that we did not mention that we got that information from Canada. Uh, Funny story is, we didn't get it from Canada. We already knew about it, but we didn't report on it yet. Mm, Um, I've known about the... um, uh, Troubles, if you want to call it that um, uh, between Dennis Nordman and uh, uh, Deep Root uh, I think since October of uh, last year uh, where I was um, uh, good sources told me that there uh, had been uh, quite some arguments between Dennis and um, uh, Deep Root and um, I think that might have had to do with the game that Dennis designed That Deep Root said they weren't interested in and um, Dennis wanted to, to shop around that game and wasn't supposed to, or wasn't allowed to do so, which um, right. I think that, that what I heard, and it's all yes, I'd like to stick to the facts, and so the fact is that uh, that's what I heard <laughs> it's, it's still hearsay uh, but that's Apparently, uh, one of the nails in the coffin of that collaboration, I would say and um, so like I said uh, obviously Dennis leaving around uh, uh, I think Thanksgiving it was uh, or early December something like that yeah December I believe right uh, well that's not because something happened one day and that was it no that had been brewing quite a uh, while and uh, ultimately resulted in Dennis leaving the company um, and uh, like I said uh, I was aware of that and also before Canada mentioned it on this podcast, I already knew that Dennis was gone, so um, I'm all about giving credit where credit is due, uh, but if I know about something, uh, then I don't feel like crediting another podcast that also brought the news, but
0: wasn't the first to tell me. Right. Okay, fair enough. Glad we cleared that up. But Dennis is uh, currently working on a new game, whether it's the the game that he was uh, offered to deep root or not, we don't know. But he's working on a game at home at right. the moment, uh, which he's been he posted a few, few teaser pictures of uh, him making ramps for it uh, on his Facebook page. Right. So um, it looks as if it's... Um, some way off, of course, but we don't know what's going to happen to that game.
2: But he's wow. also doing his
0: his dollhouses or miniature houses as well. Right. So, um,
1: yeah, rumor has it, uh, as we discussed in our last uh, podcast, that uh, Dennis was supposed to be working for Chicago Gaming. Um, but if you listen to a lot of podcasts, Chicago Gaming basically said that Dennis is a freelancer and he can work for anybody. Which doesn't mean that he's not working for Chicago <laughs> Gaming, but in theory he can work for anybody. So yes, quite right. Apparently, mm-hmm. the, 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 I think the best way to say it is he's not employed by uh, Chicago Gaming because he's a freelancer, and that allows him to work for anybody,
0: including Chicago Games. Yeah, and as we know, Chicago Gaming do occasionally get you know, freelancers in to do various bits on, on their games. As they did with the with the topper for the medieval madness game, right? You know, they they don't necessarily need to be employees of the company. They can just put the work out and uh, and get a, a freelancer to to, uh, to complete it for them. Yeah,
1: so it might
0: uh, it might be a possibility that we could see a future
1: Dennis Nordman game uh, in uh, coming from uh, Chicago Gaming, and maybe not. Uh, we'll just have to see, uh, right now, uh, uh, like you said, the game is being uh, developed and it, it might still take another year uh, before that, that
0: even is close to production. We do know Chicago Gaming are working with other companies in order to get you know, uh, pinball designs manufactured. Right. Particularly with uh, Ben Heck and Spooky. Right. So, uh, and of course, we have also got quite a, a relationship with Dennis as well. So uh, who knows, maybe there's a little, uh, little little grouping going on there to uh, produce future games with but Chicago the, Gaming. I think it could be very interesting. Mm. Um, and this, speaking
1: of grouping, I think it could even be more interesting if, if what, what hypothetically speaking, what would happen if certain pinball companies would combine their forces?
0: That could be very interesting. Yeah, well, they already are, you know, with uh, with the Spooky and uh, Chicago Gaming collaboration. Right, but that, they could, It started. Right, yeah.
1: And who knows where they... But, but how far could it go? You're right. Well,
0: yeah. So,
1: um, oh, well, that's uh, probably everything I have to report on um, Chicago Gaming.
0: Yeah, so um, moving on to, well, events down under, I suppose, um, and in Australia with Haggis Pinball, where... Um, Although they've been reasonably quiet on the social media front, they have still been uh, putting out—well, um, certainly put out one video recently. Right, that was Damien, uh, and he was talking about uh, playfields. Yes, and, apparently. Uh, uh, tell us what
1: he said. Well, the 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 Celts' playfield, uh, as we informed you um, uh, earlier, uh, they they showed the um, their standard playfield, which is basically. Uh, uh, a wooden base with a uh, um, I think it's an uh, ac- acrylic yes, uh, that's right. layer uh, that's um, uh, on top of it, and they, they're sort of like uh, put together. I'm not sure whether they are glued together, but at least no, I don't are... think
0: they are. No,
1: no, they're well, but they're put together. Um, and uh, they did the sledgehammer test on that, uh, if you if you remember. Um, and right now they are actually offering uh, three different uh, variations of that playfield, with the uh, the one that I just discussed being the second. Um, but they're also going to be offering uh, a traditional uh, plywood playfield at uh, extra costs, and they're also going to be offering a um, uh, the plywood. The playfield that we just discussed with an additional clear coat. Apparently, some people are used to uh, playing pinball where on on uh, clear coated playfield, and that feel uh, has a different effect on the ball than uh, an acrylic. Uh, layer on top of a play field. And some people prefer to uh, have the ball traveling on wood. So that's why they are mm. offering these three variations. Um, and um, well, hopefully they can get into production anytime uh, soon um, so that they actually can uh, start delivering games and so on. And I'm, I'm personally curious to pre play all three. Uh, playfield variations, just to see, to to discover whether there are actually um, differences in how uh, uh, the 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 surface of a playfield um, interacts with the ball, and so on, or the ball with the playfield, whatever you want to, you know.
0: Yeah, I'm, well, I'm sure there are differences, but um, whether noticeable or not is uh, is another matter. But yeah, right. it'd be nice to, to do a direct comparison of the three. You're right. But was the clear coating. Yeah. yeah, that's that's all. That's um, yeah. I think uh, I think David said it was like five hundred dollar extra. I think was, I don't know Australian dollars or US dollars. Five hundred dollar increase what? in extra charge for the, it's it's for the clear coated version. Yeah. So apparently, well, you can imagine it would take takes extra time to clear coat and dry the uh, the clear coat layer. Right, so that's what that charges, um, and um, that hey, that was for the, the the third of the the uh, plate fields that you mentioned. The, the clear coated acrylic layer Right. didn't actually say what the what the extra cost of the clear coated um, plywood layer is, but he did say there would be an extra cost for that. Yeah. Sorry. Oh well
1: um well that's that's about it from uh down under i suppose uh they did yeah. post any any other updates um moving back what to the us over? well okay. circus yep. maximus is uh, on my list um mm-hmm. who are uh, kind of affected by the coronavirus um mostly because there are no pimble shows going on and um uh, as, if you've been to pinball shows, you know that uh, um, uh, Circus Maximus is a, a vendor as well, where they are selling uh, lots of pinball parts. And with no shows, uh, that uh,
0: sort of income sort of uh, is is drying up quickly. Mm, that's right. Yeah, and of course they're not actually selling games at the moment. They're developing. Um, two different titles: the Kingpin and the uh, Python's Pinball Circus. Uh, Kingpin is the is the one that's that's you no, know, they are actually actively developing mm-hmm. in order to um, to produce funds to to carry on with the uh, Pinball Circus game, but. Um, I guess that, that, no. They can only they 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 can't show what what they're doing so far at any of the pinball shows and um, and as you said the the the, the, the uh, inventory that they have which they can't sell at pinball shows uh, they can they sell a certain amount online but uh, it's only a small percentage of what they would normally sell in in any given year. Right. So um, if you are after any particular parts, um, then. Go to the uh, the Circus Maximus website and see if you can find the parts there and, and buy them online rather than going to a pinball show. They've, they've, they probably have even more available online than they have at the shows, and they have a lot at the shows. They always have a big stand there. Yeah. So uh, so go online, have a look and see what they've got, and, uh, and buy some parts and, and keep, keep funding uh, their development on Kingpin and Pinball Circus. Right,
1: okay. Um, Well, there's a couple of manufacturers uh, left, um, starting off with HomePin. Um, We briefly mentioned them. We did mention them earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, As you may remember, they moved to Taiwan, um, uh, not so much due to the coronavirus, but more because of uh, the Chinese government and the regulations for... uh, companies driving them insane so um, but uh, obviously that means that they have to uh, start uh, uh, or put their factory together uh, completely from scratch and um, the news uh, this month was that uh, it took a while but finally uh, the last container with tools parts and uh, sample machines uh, arrived from China Um, now that leaves them with um, uh, a lot of time uh, to, to sort out all the uh, the bits and pieces and putting them uh, away uh, in, in, in the correct posi- place and position and so on. And um, uh, aside from that, their current priority is to continue manufacturing uh, replacement pinball machine PCBs for older games. And uh, they might even be expanding their range of these boards um, and new types may be announced Soon, so at least they're well. They're busy, obviously, um, but it will take some time before we get um, to see
0: uh, to to manufacture new games. Yeah, that's. Uh... Seems to be the way of the world at the moment, doesn't it? So they're, they're far from unique in that position. But uh, good luck to Mike and the rest of the team there in, in putting together their, their factory in, in Taiwan. Right, having so. moved everything from one country to another. Well, there seems to be a lot of moving going on as we've uh, as we've seen. Right. Okay. So now we also mentioned uh, Dutch Bimble
1: earlier. Um, I tried to reach out to Barry And uh, he said uh, Well basically he didn't I tried to reach out to him yesterday And I didn't catch him um, And I was supposed to call him back today um, But only in um, uh, After this recording So that makes no sense uh, <laughs> but, but as far as I know They're still uh, continuing to be working on games And And um, Uh, Shipping them, although they have been uh, relatively quiet uh, on their social media as well. Mm, Um, Yes, I haven't seen anything. Yeah. um, I don't have any other news on Chicago Gaming that we already haven't discussed.
0: No, we already already covered them. Um, and um, I, I haven't seen anything from Multimorphic uh, on their, any of their social media channels. I uh, haven't been in touch with Jerry, but I don't think anything much is going on um, down at their their uh, factory. Right. Um, I know that they are trying to build uh, modules for Heist uh,
1: mm. from home. Uh, because they're very fortunate that the module obviously is a lot shorter than a complete uh, uh, pinball play field. Um, so hopefully they are able to, uh, to, to, get, to to put some modules together and sell these. Uh, response to the game has
0: been very, very good. Yeah, I think there's a lot of people who have been really won over to the, the whole idea of the PvP3 in-ball platform by that game. It's, uh, it's it's kind of what they were hoping for. I know. I talking to Jerry, it was wanted this to be a sort of breakout game, not in the sense that uh, it's it's uh, a bat and a ball game, but I mean it's one where where it actually breaks people out from their preconceived notions of what the P3 can do and uh, and see it as a as a as a real fully full function game. And yeah. uh, I think that's been quite successful in that friend uh, from what you said and from other other comments I've seen posted on uh, various forums, right. So, um, I think that wraps about it up. for uh, Well, you know, now. for the, for the we we trailed this as the shortest episode ever at the start, and it can't be, and it? it must be one of the longer ones. <laughs> well, yeah, okay. Well, it was a good teaser to keep people listening. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. Apologies if you would if felt duped by that, but uh, feel free to uh, skip to the end. And uh, oh, you are at the end. All oh, right, okay. Well, in that case, um, too bad. Yeah. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think of uh, uh,
1: one other uh, bit of news um, that that crosses my mind. Uh, Riot Pinball was supposed to be showing uh, their uh, Viking-themed uh, game at the uh, Texas Pinball Festival, but obviously that didn't go ahead. And um, uh, there's uh, Well, I don't know all the news about whether... Uh, they would be building those uh, games themselves. Uh, I think that I read somewhere about that they were planning to do a production run of ten or something. Um, not not really sure, but um, uh, maybe that's a story to uh, to catch up on uh, next month. Yeah, we'll we'll look into that. So um, yeah, and um, well, that's it for now. So thank you for your uh, time and attention. And uh, as I mentioned earlier, now go listen to the super awesome Pimble show. Yep, and see how it should be done. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, uh, from my <laughs> end, I thank you for your attention and uh, stay safe, everybody.
0: Yes, absolutely. Don't, don't risk anything. Stay at home if you're under lockdown. And if you're not, keep, keep away from each other and a good social distance. And whatever you do, treat everybody and everything as if it's got the virus and, uh, and make sure you don't spread it to anybody else either. Except for the pinball virus. Oh, yes. Well, we've all got that already, so we wouldn't be listening. So, uh, yeah, as Jonathan said, thank you very much for listening. Uh, stay safe, and we look forward to seeing you or speaking to you again uh, in a month's time when we look back at the month of May and everything that happened in the pinball world during those uh, 31 days. Yes. So, right. until then, from me, Martin Aab and from... Jonathan Houston, we wish you a pleasant month.
1: Stay safe, okay. and um, hopefully we'll see each other soon. Okay.
2: Bye and bye bye.